0: Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. Today we're going to be talking about the new year and some of the shifts and transformations you can expect based on numerology and astrology. So Denise, we're about to welcome in not only a new year, but a new decade.
1: Which is unbelievable. When I look back over my shoulder at 2019, And a lot happened, a whole lot happened. And then I keep getting it in my head about 2020, clear vision. It's going to be a great year to look forward and set these new goals. So hopefully there's something to that with the numerology you're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I think it's important as we do wrap up this year to not only think about 2019 and, you know, what we learned and what has shifted in this year, but to also look back at the whole decade. You know, yes. like did you set any goals in the last ten years? Did you accomplish them? And and I think it's important to just take a moment and, you know, kind of congratulate yourself or pat yourself on the back for some of the things you were able to do in the last ten years and look at how you've grown or what have you been able to leave behind or even what are you still holding on to? Or are there any dreams that you've put on the back burner that are still nagging at you and, and you know, calling to be birthed into existence? I think this is a great week to have all those reflective thoughts. So as you said, 2020 is being called the year of vision because you know 2020 is perfect vision. It's a year where we're supposed to be able to focus on relationships and what needs to be removed or added to enhance our life and all of our relationships. It's a great year to focus on Securing solid foundations in your life, either with your finances, with your relationship to yourself or others at work. It's a wonderful period to focus on teamwork, to build towards long term goals. And so I thought, in order to look at the numerology of 2020 and what it means for us, before we reduce it to a single digit of four, let's look at the individual numbers in the year because we have two twos and two zeros. So whenever you have numbers doubled like that in a year, they're considered intensified or just extra significant. So let's just look first at the number two. What do you think about when you hear the number two?
1: I think about duality. I think about relationships. I think about uh, a lot of times inner work, reflective. That would be kind of it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, partnership. Mm -hmm. So yeah, two is also a psychic number. So I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. It's all about love, harmony, and peace. Two is considered a number of balance because without it, the positive and negative couldn't exist. It is the number of love because it marries the number one to create the three. In Tarot, the number two, the, the second key card is the high priestess card. And the High Priestess represents intuition, the hidden esoteric knowledge, and wise judgment. So that's one of the reasons, too, is considered a psychic number.
1: It also goes back to, uh, for me, the High Priestess a lot of times is, she always shows you what you need. She holds up that mirror and, and helps you find your own inner light and knowing. And I think that that's similar to what we were just talking about, that this is a time of going within, but also getting really clear with ourselves of, of what goals do we want to set.
0: Mm, yeah, very, very well said. So twos hate conflict and they will often put up with a lot just to avoid a fight. So in this year coming up, you might want to think about what am I putting up with in my life? What am I just letting things slide to you know, get through the day type of thing? because you want to try to avoid that. Look at like common expressions we use all the time to give you clues about numbers. So a common expression with the number two is, you know, oh, he always plays second fiddle. So the number two can be a follower. In this year, you want to avoid those moments where you're just kind of going along to get along. That avoidance of conflict can get you into trouble. So this is a year not necessarily to shout your truth, (laughs) but to definitely get in touch with your truth, your needs, and find healthy, clear ways to express things that you need to communicate to others. It's also a number of loyalty and commitment. And so this is a year where you're going to look at who are you being loyal to, who's being loyal to you, what are you committing to, and evaluate all of those circumstances.
1: And I, I really feel like this has been building for a lot of us over these last several months. That feeling of, of urgency, of wanting to make the most of our lives, of setting boundaries, of wanting a clearer slate, it just it, it feels like it's been the, the tide has been coming in on this for, I'm going to say, f- the last three or four months for a lot of people.
0: Oh, definitely. Maybe even longer. I Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that. Now, as you said, the number two is also a number of duality. So think about like yin-yang, yes-no, up-down, true-false. So while on the one hand, the number two is loving, compassionate, and generous, and all peace, and let's all get along, it can also be very sensitive, moody, passive-aggressive, and resentful. This is why communicating clearly this year is going to be important for all of us. Now, let's look at the double zeros that we have coming up in 2020. You may see at least one aspect of your life come full circle this year. The number zero represents infinity. It holds limitless potential. It's a number of wholeness. It symbolizes everything and nothing all at the same time. It is closed and open. It's an all inclusive number. It holds the boundless potential of all the other numbers, meaning it represents a time this year where you'll have boundless potential in the areas you choose to focus on. Remember, 2020 is clear vision. So think about what you're looking at this year, what you're focusing on this year will have limitless potential if you give it your complete focus and attention.
1: And it's the Fool Card in the tarot. Yes. Which, you know, the next life lesson is starting, leap of faith. It's that impulsiveness, but it's a new it's starting the next journey through the the major cards.
0: The full card is such a fascinating arcana card to me because you've got this man and this card. He's got this little dog at his feet. He's got a knapsack over his shoulder, so we know he's going on a journey and he's either going to leap off a cliff <laughs> you know some <laughs> i have read some tarot interpreters see this as he's about to take this leap of faith and it's all positive and wonderful but other tarot readers say he's so foolish he's so foolhardy he's so excited to go on this adventure that he's not looking before he leaps And the loyal dog at his feet is trying to act almost like a spirit guide and nip at his ankles and say, wait, 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 let's look before we leave. I think sometimes it can mean both. Right, because then if you look at the magician, which is the one card,
1: it's talking about having all the tools you need to move forward, the journey is starting. So the the fool is almost like that impulsive kind of nudge to say, "Ooh, I'm ready for something new in my life.
0: Yes. Just don't jump before doing all of your research and getting all the tools that that the magician needs to make that leap of faith. Very well said. So the, the zero, it's a very powerful number. It's about the infinite. It's about infinity. It's a wonderful year to study esoteric concepts like consciousness, life after death, philosophies, or other religions and belief systems. Now, one of the reasons I say that is because the number zero is such an esoteric number, but also because when we add 2020, when you add 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0, we get 4. So as a universe, as a world, we are moving into the personal year of 4. And 4 is a, a number that has long been associated with education. So that's why this is going to be one of the best years to go back to school, to learn a new modality. The number four has long been connected with balance and earth. So think about it. There are four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. There's four directions to balance a compass, north, south, east, and west. It takes four legs to balance a table. In nature, we have the four phases of the moon, the four seasons, the four winds. So this is going to be a year to find balance and stability in your life. It's a year to settle down and enjoy your days. It's also the number of the teacher and the student. So you might be learning some new things this year. You might also be teaching some new things this year.
1: Now, I see fours as building a new foundation, setting boundaries, rites of passage, turning points, but it's getting solid so that you, you can move forward. And that feels like it it is going hand in hand with this energy of new beginnings and fresh starts and setting goals and more education. It feels like the four year is supporting all of this that we've been all working towards for so long now.
0: I agree. Well, because like you said, fours are about building solid foundations. This is a good year to look at your commitments and to consider putting down some roots so you could get engaged this year or Decide to fall in love this year or start that business you've been wanting to start or begin a big home renovation or buy a house or sell a house, buy a car, um, start an investment thing or really look at student loan debt and decide I'm going to seriously pay that down. Four always reminds me, if I were going to compare the numbers to um, the planets, four to me is like Saturn you know, kind of like that taskmaster who comes in and says, you really need to get to bed now. <laughs> but we need that taskmaster energy in our life as well. Now, four corresponds into tarot to the emperor. Do you want to tell people what he represents?
1: Well, my, my interpretation, in because I do the intuitive tarot, but I also use the actual meaning, father, father, figure, boss. Also, though, about new beginnings, action, empowerment, choice. It's a, it's a very strong energy card for me. And I, I don't generally, it can be all of those, that male energy, not in a disrespectful way, but in a very, it, it, does that make sense to you about the male energy? Because that, that's kind of a weird way to put it.
0: No, it is masculine energy. is all about power, authority, leadership, going for it, having the cojones to say, you know what, this is the dream I've had on the shelf for a long time. I'm going to take it off the shelf and I'm going to start planting seeds to see this to fruition.
1: Which mirrors everything that you were just saying about what this year and the 2020 and the four year is is signifying. So that's a beautiful match with the energy of the Emperor card with what the numerology is saying.
0: I know. Isn't it wild the way it all lines up? I love it. I do too. So the number four, though, can be a bit of a a perfectionist. And if you have four, for example, as your life path, one of the things I always warn people who have this as their life path number is you have strong opinions and you know you're right. Now, most of the time, fours are right because they're so smart and you know, they're just grounded in reality that they tend to know all the facts. But because this is a year of really communicating clearly and seeing clearly, you do want to make sure you actually have all the facts before sharing your strong opinions. (laughs) So you want to make sure that you are heard, but in a kind, egalitarian way. It's a wonderful time this year to work on letting go of where perfection is stopping you in your life. I can't go to the gym until I lose 20 pounds. I can't start on that art project until I have enough money in the bank. You know those types of things we say to ourselves that tend to hold us back? This is a year to kind of just remove all of that. And that emperor masculine energy of the four is the perfect energy to help us do that.
1: So this makes perfect sense too as far as stepping away from basically the self-imposed limitations that have kept us from truly stepping into either who we are desiring to become or what we're trying to manifest in our lives, or if it has to do with career or work or security and stability, truly stepping up and saying, I'm ready to do this.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, I wanted to talk people through how to find out what their their personal year number is. So the universe's personal year number is a four, but each of us will be going into a different personal year number. So if you take your birthday, for example, if you add up all the numbers in your birthday and reduce it to a single digit, that gives you your life path. And we're not going to talk about that in this show because that's not what this episode is about. But if you take just your birthday month and your birthday and you add it to the new year that will give you your personal year number so if you were born on January 1st you would add 1 plus 1 plus 2020 which would give you six Mm -hmm. if you were born on March 30th you would add 3 plus 3 plus 2 plus 2 because you know the zeros The zeros count, but they don't in this (laughs) app. And you always reduce it to a single digit unless it's an 11, a 22, or a 33 because those are the master numbers. So if everyone could just take a moment to add your birthday month plus your birthday plus the year 2020, and then you reduce that to a single digit. If you have reduced that and you get a one, That means you're going into a brand new year, a new chapter, a brand new start. So one years are about starting new things, having a new outlook in your life, inviting new relationships or work opportunities. It's a wonderful year for you people in one years to start a new exercise regimen or to consider starting a new job or asking for a different team or project to work on. It's a year where you're going to be asked to have a lot of energy because one years are all about go time. Let's do the work. You're asked to find the confidence needed to really go after some big goals. And think about the number one in Tarot, which is connected to the magician. The magician in Tarot is a man who is capable of creating anything he deems possible. You've got this guy called the Magician. He's standing in front of a table. He's holding all the tools of the Tarot. He's got a coin, a wand, a sword, and a cup. So this indicates that you have everything you need this year to make your life amazing and happy. One arm of the Magician is pointing up, the other down, signifying the old adage, as above, so below. So this card is telling you that if you can imagine your goal up there, meaning in your imagination or on the astral plane, then this year, you can really manifest it down here in the real world. So I just think it's wonderful to correlate um, your one year with the Tarot. Do you want to say anything else about the Magician?
1: Well, the Magician to me is a very hopeful card because it is about new beginnings. It's about having the tools. And I always feel like there's an underlying sense of confidence, whether it's real or implied, or even if you're deluding yourself to feeling more confident than you are, it's still about taking those initial steps to move forward in the direction you want your life to take. And that can apply to any aspect of your life. But, but to me, the, the magician is a very, a very empowering card.
0: I agree. I agree. Because he's telling you, you've got everything you need to go for it. So go for it.
1: Right.
0: Now, if you're moving into a two-year, then you're going to be focusing on balance in your life. So this is going to be a good year to work to look at your work-home balance. Are you working too much? Are you away from home a lot? Are you traveling for work? Are you feeling out of sorts in any area of your life? It's a great year to learn meditation, to take a yoga class so that you can feel that sense of balance and peace within yourself. It's a great time to focus on you. Because the number two often focuses on everyone else. Again, that keep the peace mentality. So you want to make sure the, show, the, the focus of your life is, is still on you. And are you being heard? Two years are about va- evaluating your relationships, all relationships, not just romantic. So you want to look at the people in your life who are helping you or hindering you. So you might see some relationships end in your two-year But you might also see some wonderful new relationships begin or some positive relationships in your life already start to really strengthen and take root. So it's a great year to focus on partnering. So you could partner up with someone at work. You could partner up with someone for one of your goals, like join a gym with a friend type of thing. It's all about partnering up with with people and ideas in your life. It's, it's a year of love bonding. You'll also have a lot of opportunities in a two-year to really start to hone in on your intuitive abilities. So if you're in a two-year, it's a great year to take an intuitive development class, a mediumship class, or join a meditation circle, or focus on learning a new healing modality. It's, it's just a good year to fall in love with your life and to fall in love with yourself. So two corresponds to the high priestess. We already mentioned her a little bit, but do you want to add anything more to her? She's got so much symbolism on that card.
1: She truly does. And another thing about the high priestess or the twos, I always look at it as be aware of cycles or patterns in your life. Are you repeating cyclical patterns? Are you bringing in the same person with a different face? Are you replaying the same scenario in relationships or work or your own are you self-sabotaging? I think the the high priestess to me she holds up that mirror high to am i going around in circles or am i moving forward?
0: Yeah. I always call her the I'm coming out card too, you know, mm-hmm. the Diana Ross song. <laughs> Because she represents the hidden and the esoteric. But often for me, when she shows up in a reading, it's about things coming to light. Mm -hmm. So things that have been kept from you in relationships might come to light. But also aspects of yourself that you have kept hidden from the world might now come to light in your two-year. Yes. So if you're moving on to a three-year, I love the number three in numerology. It is such a happy, positive card. Then... You're going to be having a pretty fun, fabulous year. Three is, I call it the get on the stage or get on the page year. It's a year of creation, communi- communication, connection. So remember how I said the one marries the two and creates the three? This is one okay. of the reasons why three is considered the number of creativity. So in a three year, you're being asked to really step into the spotlight. It is your year to shine. It's a wonderful time to get out from behind the scenes to make sure you're noticed. Raise your hand in a three-year. You could take a creative writing class. You could take an art class. You could learn pottery. You could make that book into something that you actually will get published this year. Anything you can do that is focused on creativity, communication, and connection is going to be really successful for you in this year. Now, three is connected to the empress. And for me, Denise, she's all about fertility, abundance, and female empowerment. Yes.
1: And also mother, motherhood, creativity, giving birth to something new, nurturing, caretaking, for ourselves, for other people, for projects we may want to bring bring into the world, but very much about that maternal type of energy. My gut feeling is we need to apply this to ourselves a lot this coming year. Like really nurture yourself this year with this three. Even if it's not a three year for you, it just feels important as a whole, as a collective that we take care of ourselves with that self-care and nurturing that we may not have for a while.
0: Oh, I agree. Because four, like I said before, the number four is the perfectionist and it can push you to always keep working hard. And so that's why the message you just said is even more important because a lot of us as a whole might feel this consistent nagging within us to do more, to be more. And while that's great because it's motivating and it gets us to get shit done, excuse my language, (laughs) it can also be draining if we don't keep it in balance. So the number four, I feel like we've already talked about a lot, but for a personal year four, this is just going to be a really, really good year for you to put down roots in your life, to focus on what and who you want to commit to. So it's also, the fours are also about beauty and balance, so it's a great year to focus on yourself. Um, if you want to, you know, get a new haircut or try out a new wardrobe or start a new exercise regimen, but it's also a year to look at your home. So during a personal year of four, it's a wonderful time to revamp your yard or paint your house or redecorate your living room. It's it's a year to focus on beauty on the superficial, surfacey level, but also beauty on an inner level. So it's about making everything in your life look and feel beautiful and balanced.
1: Here's a quick question. Yeah. If you're, if this is a four year for the collective. If you're in a personal four year, is it even stronger energy because you're getting the double whammy of a four four?
0: Yes. Any, anytime you see numbers doubled, it's intensified. Okay. When this year becomes really special is if you're a four life path. Okay. So if all your numbers and your whole birth date, your birthday month, your birthday day, and your birthday year, when you add up all of those and reduce, if they come to a four, then that's a really special year because it means that doors are going to open for you. You're going to find yourself at the right place at the right time. It's just a year of great synchronicity and, and, and usually more smooth roads.
1: Very nice.
0: Now, because the number four is all about roots, this is also a good year if you're in your personal year of four to consider exploring your ancestry you might want to look at your family lineage you might want to do some ancestral work you might want to um, do some rituals to honor family members who have crossed over it's a it's about getting in touch with your roots of who you are where did you come from who's your family what legacy did they leave what legacy are you leaving it's even a good year just to look work on Projects like creating—do people do photo albums anymore? <laughs> but, but you know, like things that that the whole family can partake in. Like in my last four year, I took—we have all these um, family slides, and I took them all and I turned them into DVDs and made copies for everyone in the family. You know, things like that—that—that that, that focuses on your roots and family can be really, really helpful during a four year now. If you're moving into a five-year, a little bit trickier. I a, I, the five number is, is fascinating. Do you ever have those friends where they're just so amazing and fun and up, but it's kind of too much fun and too much adventure? Yes. That's how the five-year can sometimes feel. So the number five all by itself is all about change, freedom, independence, and adventure. So for example, Denise, you know my love of history, right? So Mm -hmm. I have done the numerology of all all the, the major founding fathers, not all of them, but the ones we all know about, like Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and Hancock and all those. They all have the number five predominantly in their name and or birth date.
1: Oh, I think that's fascinating.
0: I do too. And they were all about independence and they were willing to risk their lives to risk anything for that independence. So I call, like if you have a five life path, I call you a rebel with a cause. So five years are all about kind of breaking out of the boundaries that have constrained you. It's a great time to plan a trip if you've been having a big adventure. Like, I don't mean like, let's go up, to see grandma this weekend. That's not a trip. Well, I mean, it is. But in a five year, you want to plan like an adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've always wanted to go to India or you've really wanted to see Alaska or what have you, this is the year to do it. It's also a year to just say yes. You know that phrase, the year of yes? This would be a good year to have a year of yes if you're in a personal five year. You might be meet meeting a lot of new friends this year. So you do want to agree to spontaneous invitations because you never know what can happen in a five-year. Now, oh, I should say this about threes. The number three can be a little moody. Like, so if you're a three life path, when you're up, you're up. When you're down, you're sad. The five is a little bit like that too, but it's different. Threes get moody based on other people's moods, whereas fives get moody when life gets boring or stagnant. So in a five-year, if your life feels boring and same old, same old, you might feel moodier than you normally do. But you want to take that moodiness and think, all right, where am I feeling bored? Where am I feeling stuck? Because a five-year asks you to get out of that rut. Now, it's also a year of some drama. And now this can be positive drama or it could be not so positive drama. Sometimes unexpected things happen during our five years. You want to prepare yourself for surprises and change. The more you can go with the flow this year, the happier you will be. So I, you know, I always use myself as examples. During one of my five years, I found out I was pregnant. That's a positive change, right? Mm -hmm. During my other five year, my former husband was shot in the line of duty. That was not a positive change. So it's usually pretty dramatic stuff like that during five years. And so I invite you all. This is a fun thing to do, you know, if you're just sitting at your office feeling bored and stuck in your rut. <laughs> <laughs> Go through your dates and track when your last five year was, and when was the last five year before that, and look at what was happening in your life, and that will give you an idea of some of the changes you might be. Um, heading into. Now the number five is also the the number of the detective. Now that's my kind way of saying fives love them some gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, they do. Like for example, one of my daughters is a triple five. Ooh. Triple five, born on a five day, five personality, five life path. That girl has to know everything. I think her middle name should be spill the tea. You know, that's the new slang for teens about. She'll text me all the time, Mom, are you going to be home in an hour? I've got some tea for you. So she, (laughs) she always loves to know what's going on. That's how the five is. And so in a five year, hidden secrets might come to light. Truth that's been hiding might be revealed. Or you might start to find out in your own life, you know, Hmm. why is it that everyone in my family has brown eyes and I have blue eyes? And you might go looking for why that is. So it's, it's a year for uncovering some pretty big stuff. But on a light fluffy level, it's just a wonderful year to travel, to consider a big move, to change jobs. It's a year of change, but you can make it a very exciting year of change. Now, what's interesting, in Tarot, the number five corresponds to the Hierophant, which really stands for everything the five of is against. So to me, in numerology, the five is more like the reversed Hierophant. Do you want to tell people what the Hierophant is so they know what well, the heck we're talking well, about? Well, see, that's
1: one of... I don't know if you find there are certain cards that don't resonate well with you. Yes. The Hierophant does not resonate well with me for some reason. I always have difficulty, not difficulty, but when it pops up in a reading or if I pull that card, I always have to take a step back and really try to figure out how it fits into the spread or fits into what's going on in my life. Because it's about, in, in my view, tradition, spiritual authority, following the rules and regulations, the, shoulds, oughts, coulds, all of that, sometimes it feels a little oppressive. And, And I know that's not really what it's intended to be, but because it can also be about intuitive guidance and teachers and mentors and a lot of positive things, how to, you know, how to play the game, being an authority in the field, making allies. But it's, to me, it's a very odd card,
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny to look at this card and to look at the number five because it does correlate if you think about it the way you just described it. In the original tarot, the hierophant was the Pope card. And so if you think about what does the Pope represent, rule, structure, authority, and that's kind of what the hierophant is about in many, many ways. There's lots of different terms for it, but it's... If you think about the five, the five doesn't like rules, rigidity, or structure. They're always trying to break out of that. And if you look back through history, at least in my opinion, all positive things happened from people trying to break out of rules, rigidity, and structure, like the founding fathers.
1: Okay. And and that's interesting because the Hierophant card can also be very much about blessings.
0: Yes. Which is often
1: overlooked when people are are reading it in a spread but that's another whole whole aspect you you should look at if this card comes up for you
0: there's a lot of tarot teachers who believe this card represents a healer and that when it pops up for them especially if it pops up with the high priestess card or the empress card it can represent um, that the querent has healing ability It's, it's an enigma you know like my one of my favorite history people to study is Thomas Jefferson because he is such an enigma and he has fives all over his information his birth date and name and all of that he's got fives lots of different places and if you you know he's an enigma i mean he's this man who we ad- admire for helping to write the declaration of independence for creating separation of state and church for founding the university of virginia for being the third president um the louisiana purchase like you know he did all these things and yet we know that he had this huge do you call it an affair with his slave i don't think that's the right term considering she was a slave but you know reports say he treated her very very well and yet when he died in his pocket of his shirt was letters from his wife who had died years and years and years before and he carried them with him every single day so he fascinates me because i can't figure him out you know so that's how i look at all the fives that i've known they're they're just they're wonderful because they're so exciting and they're so happy and up and they're very much focused on justice and fairness and yet there's always a piece of them you can't quite figure out. And I think that's how five years in my own life have felt.
1: I so agree.
0: very interesting to think about your five year. All right. If you're moving into a six year, six years after a five year is like an exhale year. You know, like that movie or book, Waiting to Exhale? Well, in your six year, you get to exhale. It's a much calmer year, Um some people call them kind of boring years. I completely disagree because if you think about the number 6, like draw it with your finger as you're listening to me in your ears, it looks like a pregnant woman. You know, the big curve of the 6 is her belly. So the 6 year is about getting ready to give birth to some amazing things. It's a year to to really calm down from your 5 year and to mother and nurture yourself. 6 is also the number of the entrepreneur if you if you do the the numerology of a lot of famous entrepreneurs you'll find they have a lot of sixes in their birth dates and name numerology as well so this is a wonderful year to take that side hobby and turn it into a money making pursuit it's a wonderful time to take a leadership role at work it's also the number of the nurturer and the caretaker so you might find that you're called upon more this year to nurture or take care of others. Or it could be that you're called upon this year to nurture and take care of you. And I think really that should be the focus of your sixth year, learning to set boundaries for yourself, learning to say no. If five is the year of saying yes, six is the year of learning when to say yes and when to say no. You will probably be given more responsibility in a sixth year. This can come from your home life or from your work life. But you're being asked in a six-year to kind of step forward and really advance and move forward in your leadership roles in all areas of your life. The six is also the number of the family and the parent. So it's a wonderful time to really focus on your family. If, like if I had to create paintings for each of the years, you know, three would be like a canvas well, I'll start with one, sorry. If I were going to do a painting for each of the years so far, one would be a, a like a runner's race because ones are so ambitious and they just want to cut that ribbon and, and get through and achieve goals. Two would be like a romantic couple walking on the beach. Three would be a canvas with like an artist palette. Four would be a classroom or like a garden. Five would be an airplane in the sky. But six, I would paint a hearth with the fire crackling in it and a family gathered around while one person is reading a book to everyone. You know, like that cozy family scene? Mm -hmm. That's how I think about the number six. Now, let's not forget our four-legged friends. In a six-year, this is such a good year to consider adopting a pet because you're going to want, in a six-year, you want to nurture everyone. You want to take care of everyone. You want to come home after a long day of work and cook a cozy, nutritious meal for everyone or bake cookies. It's that year of just wanting to be the mother or the father in your own life to yourself and to other people around you. So it's a year to tuck in, but it's also a year to take leadership roles. So I know I'm saying two different things, but, but I hope you all understand what I'm trying to say.
1: And it's the lover's card in the tarot. And the lover's card can be about relationships. It can be about duality, similar to the two. It can also be about taking things at face value. It can be using your free will, opening your heart, It bringing more balance between your heart and your intellect. So a lot of times people will see the lover's card come up and they'll immediately connect it with relationship, but it can also be other aspects of your life. And I think that's important to re- because what you just described with the numerology is saying the same exact thing. Yes, it's a time to really hone your entrepreneurial skills, but also make sure that you're having that balanced time with family and, and hearth and taking care of yourself as well. So it, There is quite a duality to this, isn't there?
0: There is. You know, I call the lover's card the card of choice more than the card of love. It's a it's about choosing. You need to make a choice. Who do you love? What do you love? And so to me it reminds me of how when I said five is the year of yes and and six is the year of making that choice. What do I say yes to? What do I say no to? And if you look at the card on the lovers, isn't the man looking at the woman and the woman's looking at the angel? Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's all about, yes, it is about love, but it's also about inviting that angelic intervention into your life and having that, that, that trinity of mind, body, soul. So while it is duality, it's also about inviting in all aspects that nurture your soul. Love is the most important aspect to nurture your soul but there are many different sides to love. There's spiritual love, there's romantic love, there's physical love, there's familial love. And so you want to make a choice as to who and what deserves your love this year. I
1: think too, sometimes the lover's card is about rushing headlong into what your heart really desires. And that may be the nudge you need to say, I'm ready to take my side hustle to the next level, or I'm ready to lower the drawbridge, and be more vulnerable in a situation, or I'm ready to set those boundaries. But it's rushing. There's kind of an impulsivity to it sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there can be if, if, you're, if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. So before we move on to the other numbers, let's just take a quick break and remind people of who we are and, and some of the fun things we have coming up. We are the Enlightened Empaths with Samantha and Denise, and I am so excited to tell you guys that I'm going to be teaching a class on manifesting your goals in the new year. I'm going to be doing that on January 9th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. You can find all the information on my website. and In this webinar, you'll receive my e-course, which is over 60 pages, so it's a lot of material on manifesting. You will learn how to create a goal book to make the law of attraction work for you. Um, I'm also going to teach you how to use crystals, pictures, visualization, and even a wishing box to manifest your goals. We'll talk about feng shui for goals as well. And I'm also going to cover some of those tricky topics like why manifesting doesn't work sometimes, how to work with subconscious blocks that are preventing you from manifesting, and how to manifest with a partner who's not into manifesting. So it's going to be a jam-packed hour and a half, and that is January 9th from 7 to 8.30. And then for the next three Thursdays in January, the 16th, 23rd, and 30th, I'm teaching my Be Your Own Psychic webinar, where you get a chance to learn how to trust, awaken, and strengthen your psychic abilities. Each week, you'll receive well over 40 pages of handouts, Uh, guided mp3 meditations and practical exercises you can use right away in your daily life to start to open your third eye you're partnered up with someone new each week from class to really hone in on your abilities and connect with like-minded people and each week in class you'll have opportunities to ask me questions share your experiences and talk to the other students so it's one of my favorite webinars to teach because it really empowers you with knowledge, experience and connection to send a message to the universe that you're ready to fully awaken your abilities. And then Denise, do you want to tell them what we have coming up in February?
1: Oh, in February we'll be offering our intro, our introduction mediumship course, the mediumship 101 that will be for four Friday evenings, excuse me, for Thursday evenings in February. It's a beautiful foundational class for learning if you've been feeling I think I'm a medium or I want some basic skills to enhance what I, I want to figure it out. We work on the Claire, so there's a lot of handouts, there's a lot of partner exercises. Very, very positive, safe environment to explore whether mediumship is something you'd like to f- further develop in your life.
0: Yes, I love teaching that. Okay, so let's get back to the personal year numbers and what they mean to you. If you are going into a personal year of seven, seven is the number of the mystic and the seeker. So you might be called to explore your faith and your spirituality on a much deeper level this year. Seven is the one number. Well, also the number one likes a lot of solitude as well but seven really likes to be alone. So you might feel compelled during this seven year to spend some more time by yourself and to really get to know who you are, this this new juncture in your life. Seven is also connected to nature. So any time spent outside this year is really going to soothe your soul. Seven and and the number two, those are the two numbers that are connected to psychic ability. So this is for you as well, If you're going into a two-year or a seven-year, it's the best year to take classes on intuitive development, meditation, healing, any type of esoteric knowledge, spirituality. It's going to really make your soul sing and feel like, oh, this is why I'm here. So because it's a mystical number, you might find yourself in a seven-year drawn to all things paranormal, spiritual, intuitive. Take this year to go on a ghost hunting trip or you know, tour that haunted ship or or hotel. It's It's a fun year to do stuff like that. The number seven is also very empathic. So if you have a life path seven, for example, you probably are an empath. During a seven year, you might find that you're picking up on the emotions and moods of others a little bit more easily. So it's a wonderful time to reflect on your soul path, your inner wisdom, to seek deeper connection with others it's a year to find the deeper, richer meaning of your life. So, if you are going to plan a vacation, you know, like in a five year, it's all about big adventure. But in a seven year, you might want to take a meditation retreat or go on a vacation to the mountains or one of the ley line places across the world or to Sedona. It's that type of a year. It's also a perfect time to start a journal. Write that book you've been wanting to write or consider starting a blog or putting your work out there if you're an artist. It's it's just a great year to really hone in on the true core of who you are. Now in Tarot, this corresponds to the chariot. And
1: to me, the chariot is victory, overcoming the odds, being in the driver's seat, getting through a situation and dealing with the emotions later. It's a very... Uh, similar to what I said earlier, it's an, another very empowering card because it's allowing you to get out of the back seat and get into the front seat of the car and decide the direction you want your life to take. So it correlates a bit with what you would, because I see sevens as a lot of inner work, a lot of inner reflection. And this feels, again, like a nudge card to say, all right, get over this, keep going, take back the reins.
0: Well, yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned that because if you if you examine the chariot card, It's a man, he's standing up, he's racing on a chariot, there's horses pulling him. In the original tarot, it was the phoenix was pulling the chariot. And the phoenix always represents, I'm sorry, not the phoenix, the sphinx. Mm -hmm. And the sphinx always represents that hidden knowledge. And if you look carefully at this card today, he's not holding the reins. I think this card often will ask you to to
1: double check and make sure you're presenting your true face are you wearing a mask is there any persona that you're hiding behind or that you're promoting that may not be fully the direction you want your life to be taking there's a clarity with this card that it's about looking at yourself and making decisions based sometimes more on what you want for yourself rather than what you feel you need to do if that makes any sense.
0: No, it does. It's a card whenever this comes up in a reading, to me it always represents victory, you know, all all speed ahead, all that good stuff, but only if you can let go of the reins. Right? Because it's a card of surrendering to your truth, surrendering to who you are. So if you're trying to pursue a goal, because it'll get you a lot of money because it's what your parents always wanted you to do because it's the right thing to do because, 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 because. Mm, It might not go so well. But if you can pursue a goal that is what your heart has been yearning for, that's truly a part of your hero's journey and you can surrender that to the universe by letting go of those reins and really trusting those horses or that sphinx to lead you in the right direction on your path, then victory is assured. And that's what the seven teaches us, that we have to go, you know, think about the labyrinth or the spiral. We have to go within in order to go back out into the world with that sense of surety and purpose and compassion.
1: And though it's not with the card, I think sometimes we'll discount the emotional reactions we may be having with this card. So it's important to bring the balance in of, how you're feeling emotionally as you're letting go of the reins and moving forward.
0: Yes, exactly. Now, if you're going into a personal year of eight, well, as RuPaul would say, you (laughs) got (laughs) to (laughs) work. I'm an eight life path, so I know a lot about this number. Eights, we're a fun little mixed bag. So eight years in general and eight The number in general is about two things money and health. And so, this is a wonderful year to really work hard and make more money. But it's also a wonderful year to work on your health. So, schedule those screenings or checkups you've been putting off, or start a new health regimen, give up whatever you've been wanting to give up for a long time, or sign up for that gym membership. You know, I said that most. Five, um, most founding fathers have the number five in their name or birth date numerology. Well, most CEOs and presidents of the United States have eight in their name or number numerology. Very interesting. interesting. Yes. So eight is the number of the CEO, the leader, all of that good stuff. But let me tell you, as an eight life path, there's a lot of not so good stuff to eights and the eight year. (laughs) Because... A lot of The number of the eight is similar to the one in that there's a lot of ambition, there's a lot of drive. Um, but here's what holds the eight back. The eight tends to think, I have to do it all on my own. And so in the, your personal year of eight, you might feel driven and compelled to pursue this, to check off that, to do this. And yet, rather than delegating and asking for the help you need, you might think, oh, it's just better and easier if I do it on my own. And that's one of the reasons why health is connected to the number eight, because they tend to do everything on their own and then they get sick. So you want to really, again, going back to our word, we've been saying, I don't know, a hundred times this show, focus on balance and learn to ask for help. It's taken me most of my life to learn that, to ask for help. It's such a vulnerable and 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 hard thing to do, especially as an empath, because we never want to, I don't want to bother you. (laughs) But during your eight year, if you want to accomplish all the things you're passionate about accomplishing this year, please think about this show and remember to ask for help. It's also a great time to just dive in and invest in you and your career ask for a promotion, apply for a new job, tell your boss you want that new assignment, look for extra or different sources of income, take an investment class, actually sit down, like our community college, for example, is offering a four-week class on how to invest. Um, Did you know Kevin Hart is partnering up with Chase and he's going to be teaching normal people like us how to invest in the stock market? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's so cool. So it's a great year to look at that. Look at, are you saving up for your kid's college account? Do you have an IRA or a 401k? All those adulting stuff you got to look at. So the big question to ask yourself in an eight year is what or who am I investing in?
1: It's a good question.
0: Yeah. Now, eight corresponds in Tarot to the Strength card. It's about
1: feeling strong and grounded and connected. Love is a source of strength. It's that drive, that will to survive, uh, lust for life. I mean, I love the Strength card because it uh, kind of gives you that two hands on your back to give you a push off the precipice to really step up and say, this is who I am. This is what I came to do. It's also a very enthusiastic card. I think it is, you know, in harmony and, but really a lot of love with strength. They seem to coincide beautifully in this Tarot card.
0: You know, in, on the card, it's, it's a woman who has tamed a lion. And so it's all about taming the lion within you, in my opinion you know, like finding the strength within you. It's a card of self-reliance and independence and learning. To me, the strength card is like, well, I didn't have a good childhood. So that's why my life is this way. It's about moving beyond that whiny victimness to having the strength to face that lion and tame that lion with love. And the lion isn't an actual lion or even another person very often. It's... it's It's usually an aspect of yourself that needs to be tamed. And I think about, you know, we don't know where Tarot got its start. There's a lot of mystery about that. But there's a wonderful woman who was thrown out of the Bible named Thecla, and she followed the Apostle Paul um, all around, or Peter, shoot, I'm going to forget. I always get those two mixed up. Anyway, Thecla followed around Peter or Paul. I will Google it real quick and make sure I've got that right. And they couldn't stand her because she was a woman, you know, who was preaching about the word of God and that couldn't happen. And so, um, oh, it's Paul. I think I was right the first time. So she followed Paul around and they threw her to the lions. You know how they used to do back then, like for fun and sport. And so she gets in the Colosseum with all these lions, and they felt the love and the strength emanating from her, and they knelt at her feet. Oh. And that's why Thekla, when she is depicted, she ha- she's having a little bit of a renaissance, but not, not as much as I think she deserves. Um, she is often depicted with two lions um, at her feet. And I wonder if she's the motivation for that card or, or vice versa. I don't know.
1: That makes sense because the strength card can also be about learning how to handle very intense emotional situations more calmly so that can be another side shoot of the strength card and if we tie it back to it being the number eight eights are about change and i think bringing that change into our lives too and we're going to use it again the balance between emotional And maybe finding the strength to step up or step forward is a huge, huge part of what we're all trying to do right now.
0: Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that because eight is about bringing about lasting change. If you think about the number eight, it's two zeros on top of each other. And so you've got that idea of duality in that number eight. You also had that idea of limitless potential doubled, but if you turn the number eight on its side, it becomes the infinity symbol. So whatever you start or finish in this personal year of eight will have a lasting effect on your life. Okay.
1: I, I, I also, One last little thing on that is sometimes it can be about reconciling your, your lower self and your higher self. So bringing in those base needs, those base things that you need in your life, but kind of correlating them with that higher level or that higher self and bringing the two together.
0: Oh, that's so well said. Yes, great reminder. Okay, now the personal year of nine is all about things coming full circle. I call it the garage sale year because if you think about it, nine is the last single digit. So, it's, so something's going to be ending in your life. And it's very rarely a negative ending. It's a positive ending. And so this is a good year to look back at the last single digit years you've gone through before the number one cycle starts and think, okay, what is coming full circle? What chapter of my life is coming to an end? What am I trying to wrap up? So think about a garage sale. What do you do with a garage sale? You get rid of stuff you don't want. So when I say endings, don't get scared and think, oh, what's going to come to an end? It's stuff that's no, no, that's no longer serving you. So a personal year of nine is about ushering out of your life situations, people, and events that just aren't serving you anymore. It's a year to clear out the old so you can make way for the new cycle that will be starting for you in 2021. Nine years are often also called the reward year. Because what will happen is you'll see all the hard work you have put into your life in the one, two, five, seven, and eight years, all those years combining to gear up for your personal year of nine and bring you the reward that you've worked for so hard all those last years. It's a great time to evaluate your life and ask what do I want to stay in my life and what am I ready to release? So you might let some relationships go But nine, like if you're a nine life path, you're a very old soul and you're just a good person. I always tell people Gandhi and Mother Teresa are nine life paths, so you're in good company. But the number nine as a life goal number, they are here to work on healing their inner child. Nines have often gone through some serious crap in their childhood stuff. So in a personal year of nine, you might find some inner child stuff coming to the surface and it might be asking you to heal it and release it this year because it is a year of letting go. But it's also a year to focus on receiving. As a year of completion, this is the best time to wrap up projects while also holding your arms open to receive all those rewards coming to you. So you want to say yes to offers of help, but you also want to say yes to synchronicities, signs, and coincidences that might be trying to signal you that rewards are coming. So think about nine if we're looking at a garden. Nine is a great year to pull weeds, to plant seeds, and to prime the soil to be ready for a huge, beautiful harvest in the new year. It corresponds in tarot to the hermit. Do you want to talk about the hermit?
1: The hermit Going within, seeking your own inner knowledge, solitude, reflection. Uh, It can be considered magic number nine. I mean, if you want to look at it that way. But to me, it's a very, very go within, get clear with what you are, who you are, where you're going. It's also trying to integrate that guidance from your higher self into your everyday life. For me, it's it's about prayer, meditation. It's a very thoughtful card.
0: It is a very thoughtful card. And if you look at all depictions of Tarot, there's so many now, so I guess I shouldn't say all, but in the majority of the ones we're used to, he's always carrying some type of light. In the traditional Tarot, it's a lantern. And that is to signify that while he's taking this time out from the world to go within and seek the answers in that cave or up in that mountaintop or whatever symbol you want to use, he's going to then use that lantern to not only light the way for him to come out of that that cave, a new person or a true or more authentic person, but he's also going to use that light to then light the way for others. So I like to call the hermit the light shower card, you know, because he's here to bring the light into the world. And nines in general, that's what they do. They bring so much light into the world. So in this personal year of nine, You might find that old stuff is coming up, but it's only coming up so it can be released and so that you will then have the knowledge and skills to be able to teach others how to get through their own hermit times.
1: That's a nice depiction as well, because a lot of times the hermit card will show up or the number nine is about a guide, a mentor, a teacher showing up in your life that is going to help you find the next place on your path.
0: I like that idea a lot. Okay, now 11, if you're going into a personal year of 11, this is the number, one of the numbers of mastery. There are three, the 11, the 22, and the 33, but there's no such thing as a personal year of 22 or 33. So if you're going into a personal year of 11, it's a time to master your your lessons and move on to new experiences. You will have the energy of the master number 11 with you throughout this year. And 11 is the number of the teacher and manifestation. This is why when you see 11, 11 on the clock, they always say make a wish or your angels are asking you, what do you want to manifest? Because 11 is all about manifesting. So it's a great year to consider teaching something based on your expertise or learning something. 11 is more the number of teaching. Than it is learning, but you know we're always learning. It's a great year to really see a big dream or goal finally come to fruition. So take that big trip, start that website, create that business, write that book. It's it's a big year. Every number has its positive and negative sides, as I think you've seen by now. The difficult aspect of an eleven year is that sometimes you'll have to face issues you've been avoiding or things from your past that need to finally be healed and released. Usually these are negative patterns, like avoiding our true path or avoiding conflict that need to be recognized so they can be healed and let go. But the master 11-year promises that you now have the skills within you to tackle and heal these old issues. So whereas the personal year of nine might bring up issues from your childhood, the personal year of 11 What it's bringing to the surface are patterns you've been repeating and you've been avoiding looking at. So, as a number of manifesting, though, this is a great year to really focus on what you want to manifest in your life and to start to take action steps towards seeing those come to fruition. In Tarot, it corresponds to the Justice card. That's another one I sometimes have a hard time interpreting because you've got the scales of justice on it. So, oh, okay, it's about winning in a court. It's about fairness, balance, but it's about so much more than that.
1: It is. It's about trying to make decisions. It's about uh, equilibrium. A lot of times it's about cause and effect so that the justice card may show up when you're coming to the end result of earlier made choices or decisions. Uh, It can be about wanting to justify your actions or wanting things to go in a specific direction, and that may not be the case. Um, but a lot of times for me, this card is about pros and cons, really weighing things out and looking at it from like, it's almost like taking that step back and looking at a situation and really weighing out your decision carefully. And that kind of makes sense with what you're saying about this being an 11 year of if you're ready to launch the project or write the book or do whatever that might be, there's been a lot that has built up to this. This isn't an impulsive card to me.
0: No, it's definitely not an impulsive card. It's, it's, it's a card, I often see it as a soul-searching card because you're, you're looking within for answers. It's a time of spiritual seeking and awakening, but it's also a time to focus on justice, fairness, and balance. So where is your life not feeling very fair? Where is truth being held from you? But it also promises you that this search will bear fruit. So,
1: and I think for the 11 year, but also for this card, a good question to ask is Am I being true to myself?
0: Yes, am I yes. being
1: true with these decisions? Is this for my highest and best? Am I doing this because it's something that I want to do or that I feel I'm supposed to do? Big stuff, it is, but it's, it's- also there's some equality in this, which is lovely.
0: Yes, I agree. So we hope this trip down the numbers for your personal year has been informative for you. I think there's going to be a positive shift this year. I feel like I say that every year, Denise, but I really do feel like 2020 is going to be a demarcation, at least in history.
1: That's a very nice way to put it. Yes, I'm truly the eternal optimist, but I do have very good feelings about this coming year. My gut feeling is a lot of us are going to step up. A sign that has been coming in for me a lot lately is they'll show me the same little staircase, the same little stage, and it, the state, it's how someone walks onto the stage is what the sign is all about. And sometimes people will walk very confidently onto the stage. Sometimes they'll hesitate at the curtain. Sometimes they'll, they'll peek around the curtain. But the stage itself sig- signifies stepping into your power, your light, and your purpose. And that feels like the energy of 2020 to me is whether it, whatever your year is that's going to help you identify what aspects of your life you're ready to step into your power, your light, and your purpose. But as a whole, we're all being pushed in that direction to find our individuality, but also work more closely as a collective.
0: Yes, I agree. Now, every... New Year's Eve, something that I do and have done for the last nine years for Psychic Teachers. My other podcast is I create a grid for all the listeners and I light a candle and I say a prayer for all the listeners. And I just wanted everyone to know I'm doing that this year for Enlightened Empath listeners as well. I've gotten better about posting stuff, so hopefully I'll remember to post a picture of it. Um, but I just I wish you guys all the happiest of happiest New Year's. I hope you take time this New Year's Eve to celebrate, to celebrate yourself, to celebrate those in your life. And also, though, I don't know, New Year's Eve can be also a mixed bag. It can kind of be sad. I hate that song, Old Anxiety. I, I, I don't even know how to say it properly, but it just makes me sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're like me and you get nostalgic at the end of the year, and you hate those news shows that focus on everyone that died this year or the traumatic news events, just don't even watch all that stuff. And instead, maybe do what I'm going to do New Year's Eve and create some crystal grids for loved ones in your life or for goals you want to work on. Um, Participate with me and do the bowl burning ceremony. You know, every year I make my kids sit around the dining room table. We make our own little Chinese fortune cookies. It's actually very easy to do if you Pinterest it. Um, And then we write down all the crap we want to get rid of from this year and we burn it. And then we write down everything we want to bring into the year and we put that in our prayer bowl, which sits in the middle of my year-long grid that I always have up for my family with all my little saints and angels around it. But I think doing rituals like that reminds us to not only be thankful for the year that we're wrapping up, but to also be thankful for the year coming up and to just, you know, as our Johnny says, Denise, prime the pump. <laughs> <laughs> and already send gratitude into the new year so that you can invite the best possible energies into your life. So Denise and I thank you from the bottom of our heart for listening to us these last two years. And we hope you continue listening to us as we move into 2020. Don't forget, if you have a story or question to share for our next Community Connection show, you can email us, enlightenedempaths at gmail, or you can message us on Facebook. And to help us share the message of supporting empaths around the world, please take a moment this holiday season to tell a friend about the show or leave us a review on iTunes. Don't forget, you can also hear us on Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and YouTube. Thanks so much, everyone, and happiest of Happy New Year's to you. Take care.